0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hello and welcome to Inspiration Living Podcast. I'm Ryan Cassidy.
0: And I'm Marianne Johansson. And tonight our topic will be a little bit different to our previous topics as we'll get into the nature of bad habits and how to kick a bad habit. There theory theories that it takes 21 days to incorporate a new habit into your life and then there are dozens of ways and suggestions on how to kick a bad habit. And tonight I'd like to share with you how I quit smoking 11 years ago and stayed away from it ever since.
1: Well, good evening or good afternoon, depending on where you are in the world. So, Marianne, you know, I'm really interested in getting um, started with hearing a bit more about your journey with quitting smoking, and I think a lot of listeners out there will be able to relate to your story, and hopefully, it will support someone out there who is perhaps facing a similar situation. So, I just wanted to say thank you for being so brave and uh, enough to come on on the air and share this with us, and for your candidness, your trust and your honesty. And also just wanting to let our listeners know that we will have our chat room open tonight and I will be trying to juggle both of them. So if you do have any questions or comments or even some questions for Marianne, go ahead and pop them into the chat room and we'll try to address them. So getting into tonight's show, Marianne, do you want to go ahead and tell us a bit about your history with smoking? maybe what made you start smoking and why it became a part of your life uh your routine what was your routine and you know was it something that you decided just to do uh just like that or was it a cultural situation a circumstantial situation or maybe just a phase in your life do you want to go ahead and explain that to us
0: yes ryan thanks Um, and thank you for that introduction and um a big hello to all our listeners. Um, and, you know, I just thought I would like to share one of the personal journeys I've been through. And uh, and I hope that it can inspire some of our listeners who, who may be going back and forth on the whole, you know, I want to quit smoking issue, which can be quite stressful in and of itself. Feeling guilty for not being able to quit and not sure if you really want to quit. But, but yes, your mind is telling you it's better for you and so on. So there can be a whole story going on inside your head um so I I I was uh, smoking on and off mostly um mostly on (laughs) since I was around 18 maybe or 20 and then I went through a few periods of time where I I quit and um you know what got me started I think it was a, a a social thing it was a feeling of being connected to a certain group of people you know I even think that that I thought, wow, these kids who smoke, they must really have it together and be strong enough to actually choose to smoke. And, you know, some kind of backwards um, way of thinking, actually. And it was, I suppose, the thought that I thought they were cool and, and they had fun. And maybe I was looking for that belonging to a group kind of a thing, like the smokers group, you know. Um, I first tried it when I was 13, and a friend of mine had taken a cigarette from her brother, and we tried to light it up and and it was awful we were coughing and you know sputtering and but it was also kind of fun in in the bad you know situation of it all it, it was something that we had together and a secret kind of thing and and then I didn't smoke for a long time but then I started again when I was maybe around 17 or 18 and again I think it was a group thing not that we didn't have anything else in common than smoking but you know there's this secretive thing about smoking I think and it's like we all know it's bad but we do it anyway so kind of a rebellious thing maybe going on
1: I think I get what you're saying you know I think a lot of young listeners out there as well can probably relate to this uh being that it it gives you a sense of belonging. You know, a lot of people Mm -hmm. are doing it, maybe a peer pressure situation, or like you said, just feeling like you're in in a group or part of something. Um, Mm. Well, when you started, Marianne, when you started deciding um, that you wanted to quit smoking after, you know, starting to smoke and and having smoked uh, during your adulthood, um, did you end up reading many books or articles or, or listening to programs that would perhaps give you motivation to quit smoking um you know some of those that that claim that they will help you break a bad habit (laughs) quickly
0: Mm. well you know i I did smoke um for for a long period of time i mean for many years i was smoking all the time at work and you know when it was allowed to smoke at work and everywhere social gatherings uh, at home and when driving and everything so i I did uh, well i was quite a, a you know smoking quite a lot and I had tried before I had joined this organized no smoking club club at work and that lasted three months and then I started again and and that was an organized program Um, and I think while that may work for many people it just didn't work for me I I felt I was kidding myself with the stickers and the tar jar that we made with our last ashtray I mean uh, that tar jar did make an impact on me you know we had to empty our last ashtray into a jar and seal it tightly and then we could see how it just got more and more gross in there <laughs> and see how that mm. actually influenced our our body as well inside um but uh, but for me i think what was pivotal was the feeling i had you know i had the physical feeling of not being able to breathe um one one day and and also i felt i needed to understand why I was smoking in order to release the addiction, and I had tried it with friends and and made a pact to quit, but my intention and reasons for it were not with it or, or behind it. Um, I felt I wasn't even sure why I wanted to quit. You know, I had to hook it up on something personal for me, not just that it's bad for you. That didn't seem to be personal enough for me. I, I had to get behind it and and feel it. <clears throat> right,
1: it had to really hit home at that point for you to to know yeah. that it was something that you wanted to do um, mm-hmm. well, it's interesting that I had never heard of a top jar before, but i I'm sure that for some people, maybe that visualization uh, of seeing it would be enough but um but like you said, maybe yeah. it's just not enough to really make you um especially if you're if you're feeling the addiction of it um, mm-hmm. but you know what was it then, Marianne, that really made you decide to quit? Um, were you just not feeling dependent on the cigarettes anymore, or, or what was going on in your mind?
0: Mm, well, it was an addiction for sure, and and um, you know it's what they put in the cigarettes that makes you addicted, uh, the physical addiction, and then the other part of addiction is the emotional dependency, and and um, it, it's you really have to look at what needs to be there in order to quit, and I, I think a feeling connected with the with the understanding that it's bad for you. Um, was what made it for me and and you know i got scared because i woke up one day um after a new year's eve party and i just felt i couldn't breathe and i i have to say i had smoked a lot on that new new year's eve (laughs) and um but i just woke up and felt my goodness I, i feel i can't breathe and um so i got scared and you know and also thought with my mind then, what? what's more important? I mean, I was a mother at the time. I mean, I just let me just say, I didn't smoke during pregnancy at all and not while breastfeeding. So I did actually stop then. But then I started again, which was, you know, I, I don't know why I, I did that. Um, but when I got that feeling uh, of not being able to breathe, that was it. I, I quit just like that. You know, I stopped it immediately on the 1st of January and I have never lit another cigarette since then and that that was just how it just happened
1: wow so it was uh would i be correct in saying then that you just kind of went cold turkey
0: oh i did yeah completely cold turkey and uh, you know it, it was a decision i made i mean i made it with my with my body because i felt it and I made it with my mind so i think it was a combination of the two and it got personal to me like i said before just knowing that it's bad for you, it wasn't enough for me, I, I you know, I got scared and I had this feeling and uh, I think for others maybe it will be another feeling that suddenly emerges that, you know, th- that you want to nurture yourself or you get scared or you just, you. something just clicks inside you and then um, that's it, you know.
1: Well, I definitely think fear can uh, can be a good motivator <laughs> you know uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people yeah. can relate to that um, so Marianne, did you once you decided to quit smoking, did you um, because uh, as you said you know you you kind of went cold turkey, you just got you got scared you're a mother um, you decided that you really just didn't like that path anymore, and it wasn't something that you you wanted in your life, but did mm-hmm. you continue to get cravings after quitting i mean i've I've heard that that's usually the hardest part about quitting is the cravings that come later. And, you mm. know, once you you get the cravings, how do you deal with it? How did you manage it?
0: Yeah, they definitely come, the, the cravings come. And um, I, I, I think I, f- I first thought about it. And then I, I, you know, I read about the physical improvements that happen when you quit. So um, that was one thing I was feeding my mind, um, you know, with the physical improvements and how good your your body starts to feel immediately after you quit. And I, I felt that, yes, I'm doing something good for my body now. And then in my mind, I would notice the craving when it came, and I would just stay with it. I would listen to my thoughts, and I would be stronger than them. I would be stronger than my thoughts, and I would sit with them and let them come. I was not trying to push them away because I knew that they were coming, and uh, the the physical craving was the there. And I would say to it, okay, I know that you're a physical craving and I know that it's dependency, but it's going to go away and they will go away again, these cravings. And after about a minute or maybe even less, the craving would actually go away. Um, And I did this a few times. I was very conscious about, oh my goodness, now I see somebody smoking in the car and I I feel like uh, having one also. And I would just notice this craving and I would say, no, you're going to go away. It's just a craving, and it's going to go away. The body is fine. And, you know, just talking to it like that. And, um, and I would also think about the good it does my body, and, and it really would go away very quickly. So knowing and experiencing that really helps. And, of course, it's going to repeat several times a day. I mean, uh, the cravings come and go uh, many times during a day, but gradually the, it, the period between the cravings grow, grows longer, um, you know, and, the, and all the situations where I'd normally have a cigarette, I would notice it and consciously be aware of how I felt, and I would set up my reasoning for why it was better for me not to smoke, and I kept telling myself that, and, um, yeah. So so it's, it's kind of going into a mental mode of fighting the cravings and talking to them and thinking of why, I actually stopped and why it was better not to, to smoke anymore. And another thing I was thinking of, what, what was I actually trying to fill? Um, you know, when you feel that sense of belonging in a group and you want to be in a group, and it's really about not feeling strong enough to be on your own. And I, I think um, when you feel strong enough within yourself to be able to decide what you want to do with your body that that was a key turning point as well to, you know, finding that strength within where I don't need that. I mean, we all need to be in a group. We all need friends and everything, and it's nice and comforting, but it's also being able to, to stand on your own, I guess, is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, that's well put. And, you know, Marianne, as you were explaining it to me, and I'm thinking about the cravings that you were having as they would come throughout the day, and... It almost reminds me of, you know, when you sit down to to train yourself to meditate, or to allow yourself that space to to be to go within, and you do get distracted by the thoughts that come, and you just have to gently tell them, okay, you can go. So I can kind of relate to it that way, um, since I don't have the, the smoking to relate to it, but it it does remind me of that sense that when when you're trying to go within and you're just trying to have that strength to keep uh, focused and, and keep in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. But it does, it's exactly. quite a lot of uh, internal strength that you did have, so that's really, uh, really quite um, motivational and uh, inspirational that you were able to, to fight that and to, and to find that strength and to find your own place in, um, you know, in, in realizing that you didn't need to fit into that group or you didn't need to belong to that, uh, to those people who, who perhaps were the ones that uh, motivated you in the beginning
0: smoking
1: mm. um so this is really
0: you don't need the the sorry <laughs> yeah I, I just wanted you, you don't I, you know you don't need the group for the smoking part i mean that you know the, they might be your your friends but um mm-hmm. you know it, it's the smoking thing that, that you don't need to smoke to be <laughs> to in in the group and maybe it's that to it be accepted also, or you know? right mm, yeah
1: yeah Well, I want to get into um, some more questions uh, in just a moment, but before we do that, let's just, uh, why don't we go ahead and just uh, once again welcome our listeners, and we just want to thank all of you who have joined us and followed our show and sent us um, beautiful emails and messages on Facebook. We're we're very grateful to you all. Uh, We just want to invite you all to join us on our Facebook page at Inspirational Living, where you can continue to ask us questions or have discussions with us about our topics or even suggest future topics. Um, we would also love to have you subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube, and please leave us a review. It helps other people find us, and we're extremely grateful for, for all the time that you do take to do that. And if you have any questions or comments, we would really love to hear from you. You can email us at inspirationallivingpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So, getting back into the show, Marianne, um, do you? um, I know that you've just written this amazing book that's about to come out. And do you actually bring up some of this in your book, Finding Your Way? That's the title of your book, is that correct?
0: That's uh, that's right. It, it's called uh, Finding Your Way, my new book, and um, yeah, in in my book, I, I talk about a lot of things, and and also about the message or symbolism behind many imba- imbalances, and you know, I feel smoking is an imbalance, as it's something that is not good for your body, and yet you know, millions uh, of of people still do it, and you know, at first glance, I think it, it's a physical dependency is what keeps you at it, but if you look behind the scenes and look at the, you know, getting into more um, deeper things now, but if you look at the emotional or psychological reasons behind it, like uh, smoking kind of, if you look at it like it clouds your ability to to see things the way they are or to see yourself the way you are, and it's, it's like a comforter that calms you down or gives you a kind of a social boost. It, uh, it puts you in a group with other people like we've talked about. So so maybe think of other ways to, to fill those needs or or desires that's going on inside that makes you smoke, you know, or whatever else um, you can be addicted to. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and mentioning that, uh, you know, I'm thinking of people who may be listening tonight who maybe they, are, they aren't addicted to uh, cigarettes, but maybe they have a, another situation in their life that, uh, you know, perhaps, uh, with their relationships, or work, or overeating, um, do you think that this method could be applied to other situations?
0: Well, yeah, I, I think when you go behind it, I think the dependency and the feeling of emotional or psychological voids is it, it can be, you know, applied to other areas of your life. Uh, like you say, with eating. When you have a sugar craving, it, it's not only the physical craving that your body and, and your brain triggers, it's, it's also the emotional need for sweetness in your life, maybe. And, you know, with addictions, you can try and break it down and look at the ingredients of your addiction. Like if you crave sugar, like cakes and candy, you're literally looking for the sweetness in life and you're looking for it on the outside of you. Where what you really want is to find it inside of you because it, it's there inside. Maybe you need to love yourself more, or maybe you need to find that place inside where you can tap into eternal love like a spring inside you if you can have that visualization. So you don't have to fill yourself with things outside of you. And, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've gone through this uh, introspection myself uh, after or before quitting smoking, but also after. Uh, where sometimes you can see things in hindsight, you know it's often easier. But um, and you see it in observing in, in friends or people around you also. But you know if you can break things down like that and look at the actual details, and they can give you clues as to why you're having this addiction. Um, and and you know, Ryan, you talked about relationships and work also, and, and breaking them down, and and yes. I think you can do this breaking down to look at the pieces with everything in your life, everything that is off balance. You know, you know the saying that sometimes things have to break in order to be put back together in the right way, and in a way that is better for you. So, so if you look at your relationships and see what is not working, and what is actually being covered or clouded, and or if you're a workaholic, then maybe again look at what is driving that desire. Is it your need for approval, your need for showing the world what you're capable of or is it escapism, escapism uh, maybe? Um, it, it does take a lot of being honest with yourself and it does take some introspection like like you and I talk about regularly, Ryan, time for introspection. Um, you know, we, we often say that, you know, ah, I need some time to go within now to sort things out, to look at what's going on, you know.
1: Yeah, Marianne, I think um, I definitely, I love the way that you, you put it and the fact that you're, you know, you're relating it kind of like, like what I would do when I, when I see a symbol or something and I want to know, well, what's the metaphysical reason behind that? You know, how is that really relating to me? And so mm-hmm. I, um, I appreciate that you, that you took the time to do that, to, to see, you know, what was it really internally? Um, how was that really driving me? and What was it that you, you needed? Um, what kind of void was it filling? So that's um, yeah. It's really interesting mm-hmm. that that you mention it that way. I actually didn't think of it yeah. that
0: way, but. Hm. Um... Mm. But you, you know, I think it, it's really it, it is important to go behind and look at at what's going on uh, with everything because everything is, you know, there's the no smoke without a fire. So so what's going on <clears throat> and whatever you're doing, you're doing it, it's for a reason, and uh, you just want to. Find out what's going on and then do it your way, you know, find your way to, um, to, to get the balance right again. And I think with all these ways of stopping a bad habit, there is, there is one way that works for you. And you can be inspired to try different ways until you find the one that, that suits you.
1: Well said.
0: Well, just... thank you,
1: Marianne. Mm-hmm. I, did, you, did you have something else to add?
0: No, sorry. it was just that you know it, it was just that clicking when, when it just clicks and you just know that okay this is this is the way and then just go for it and don't look back, <laughs> you know. Mm.
1: Yes, definitely. Well, I, I just wanted to say thank you again for being so open and honest with us tonight and in sharing your story with with me and with uh, our listeners. This is actually the first time I've heard you speak about um, your addiction to smoking cigarettes. Um, So I'm very grateful that you were able to to candidly and honestly share your story with us. Uh, And I'm sure that many other listeners out there will be able to relate, um, you know, whether they're going through something similar or whether they have a loved one who is trying to kick a bad habit. So if uh, anybody out there has comments or questions relating to this episode, we would love to hear from you. And you can get in touch with us on Facebook or email. So I just wanted to say once again thank you Marianne and um, thank you for everyone for being with us today
0: yes and, and I'd like to thank you also uh, Ryan for letting me share my story and, um, and really we'd, we'd love to hear your comments and questions and uh, your, your own stories on how to quit things and your own thoughts and ideas about addiction and how to, to kick a bad habit and you know we can all like, do a book of, of how, how to, to, to do this together so we'd love to hear from you And um, so with that tonight, we'll leave you with uh, a roomy quote. The inspiration you seek is already within you. So good night, everyone, and thanks for joining us. Good
1: night, everyone.